Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Today is our NFL Super Bowl Best Bets episode, our final episode before Super Bowl 58. In this episode, Simon and I will run down our final list of bets for the big game because... As our old pal Colin Coward, who I saw last night, likes to say, there's a sea of money out there. There's a sea of money out there. Later in the show, we'll be joined once again, and as always, by Action Network Director of Research, Evan Abrams, who will use the data and research to help us set the stage one last time. Also, I'd be remiss if I did not thank, and if Simon and I did not thank all of our viewers and listeners for fueling our explosive growth this football season. No joke, I'm not going to lie. Me and Matt Mitchell, Simon a little bit less so because he's super confident, had a lot of agita and concern about what this season was going to look like with going on YouTube, live, new shows, uh, and it was a fantastic experience fueled by everybody who came along for the ride. Quick programming note, after today's show, the favorites will release new episodes on Tuesdays only for the next couple of months, mainly focused on NFL, offseason, NFL free agency, NFL draft, how we are going to bet those numbers for the draft, how we are thinking about NFL free agency, how that is impacting our opinions of teams moving forward. We'll probably have a contest or two be sure to stick around. Let's bring in my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Happy Super Bowl week, Chad. Brother, I'm in Vegas. I'm in a hotel room in Vegas. Um, you're wearing your Tombolo shirt. Thanks to Michael Sard from Tombolo for sending us both uh, Tom Polo, Tombolo swag, which we love and it's so cool. Um, Simon, I know you were in Vegas last week. You lived in Vegas. I, when I was writing the odds, you know, 25 years ago, the book that got me into the sports betting biz, um, I practically lived here. I'm staying at the Mirage Hotel because one of the main characters in the book, Joe Lupo, is now the CEO at the Mirage Hotel. Um, thanks, Joe, hooking me up with a sweet, sweet, sweet. But as I was driving around the city yesterday, it's just astonishing to me. I wonder if you feel the same way. Like the Super Bowl is in Vegas. This is an entirely different experience for someone like me who has been coming to Vegas for years, knowing there was always something a little illicit when it came to its connection to the sports world. <laughs> yeah, I just never, never would have believed it. I, I always believed there was too much mafia money and that the sports teams like the NFL and the NBA and all these different leagues were scared of Las Vegas, but we've seen the change, right? As, as soon as they got a football team and the hockey team, the wheels were in motion. Um, you know, legalized sports betting obviously has changed the demographic a lot, but still the NFL is so scared of every little thing. I never thought they would do it, but um, I guess the joke is if they can survive a Super Bowl in Miami, Vegas isn't that bad, right? It's really right. not. So uh, that's a fair point that everyone pointed that out. But um, 
I love it. It's it's like you said, Chad, when you go there, it's different because you've been there and you've lived there. And it's just if you've never been there and you're going for your first time for the Super Bowl, you were probably going to be blown away. Oh, but man. honestly, I think you know this. You can go on a random march and it feels like Super Bowl is always there, right? There's always stuff going on. It's, there's always some big events. But me and you talked before coming on, seeing them set up all these stages, like in front of these hotels and in all these different areas, it's like, it really does sink in where it's like, oh my God, the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. Like this is really bizarre. So um, it's it's definitely changed my mindset of never say never. Cause I never, never thought there would be a Super Bowl in Las Vegas. And this disproves that. It's like, if there's money to be made, the NFL will go there. Well, that's number one. Number two, you know, when I came out and did the odds, the subtitle of the odds was one season, three gamblers, and the death of their Las Vegas. <laughs> the idea, the idea was it was 1999, 2000. And these guys, if you want to be a professional better, if you want to do what you did, you could really only do it legitimately from Las Vegas. Yep. You had to go to the you had to go to the books, have runners, bring your cash, drive all over town. They were starting to be able to do accounts through the phones and stuff like that. But offshore was creeping in, right? And now all of a sudden, what's happened is sports betting became legal. Nevada is not even top three when it comes to handle overall for sports betting. It's dominated by New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, other places. And the death of their Las Vegas really translated to the birth of Las Vegas as a legitimate sports city because now you got the Raiders, you got the Golden Knights, you're getting the A's, they'll be an NBA team. They do NBA Summer League here. So whatever Vegas lost from being sort of the mecca of sports betting, it's gained in being a world-class professional sports city. I think it's probably a better trade-off for them because you can still gamble at the books if you want to. <laughs> yeah, and I think they they cleaned up the image, right? Like Vegas, what you, what you saw, I never saw, which is that was truly the last of the old school of Vegas. Like, you know, I knew plenty of people who knew Doyle Brunson. If you don't know Doyle Brunson, he's a really famous poker player. Hearing him talk about the old days in Vegas, it was truly the wild west. And yeah. things started changing, obviously, through the 80s and the 90s. But you saw that last, right, that last age where the internet, to me, is what changed Vegas completely. And now the joke is, if you go to Vegas and you're a sports better, it's like stepping back in time because they are now behind these other states just because they're slow to change. I mean, Vegas is slow to change. So um, they are getting better as if you're a sports better, but it's still, you know, I know plenty of guys who, unless you're over the age of 50 and you've lived in Vegas for 30 or 20 years, I know plenty of people have left, but there's new age people moving there like our own Dr. Nick. There's always going to be these young, hungry guys who want to move there because it is a life, Chad, right? I mean, it is the life of living in that city. We joked about you. Once you're in Vegas, there's nothing around you for about an hour and a half. Like you're in yeah. Vegas, right? So um, if you're moving there, you're moving there because you want to gamble, right? Well, speaking of betting, I will not make a single bet in Vegas because I'm not running around to different books. Right. It's too, too, <laughs> too much of a pain to deposit in books than go bet on your phone. I'll just wait until I'm back in Connecticut. We're going to talk about all the bets that we've made so far for this game and our best bets. We'll finalize our decisions on the side. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365, who are now live in the beautiful states of Indiana and Arizona. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. 
Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boosts. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right. Like I said, whole menu of bets that we are actually making for the game. These could be sides, props, totals, anything we are thinking about betting for the game. That is what we're going to talk about right now. Um, Simon, we got to start with the side because... You know, I'm walking around the media center yesterday and it's so funny. You walk around the media center and everybody wants to know which side are you betting on? And I had a long conversation uh, with our old friend, Tom Tolbert. Tom Tolbert, who has been on the podcast many times, who played in the NBA, broadcaster for many years, hosts a very popular afternoon show at KNBR in San Francisco. Huge gambler, loves to talk about gambling. So I'm on KNBR yesterday. I saw Tom and went on the show. And we're talking about the side. And I'm like, here's the thing. I don't know that there's that great of an edge in the side. The bets to make aren't the sides at the Super Bowl. Like you're and Tom was Tom's point was, you're right. Like, if I looked at this game as a week five game, I might not even bet it because I might not find an edge. So we're gonna talk about the side. Are you still feeling very strongly about the Chiefs? Yeah, but I think you're right, where it's like, it's not like there's crazy value here. I, I made the line one and a half. We're getting half a point. Um, but I told you, even if, I, if, even if my model wanted me to take the 49ers, I just wasn't going to do it. And, you know, I've, I've heard plenty of people's opinions like you have all week. I mean, it's never ending the amount of opinions you hear Super Bowl week. Um, but, yeah, it feels like anybody you talk to, right, any Joe Schmo you talk to, they like the Chiefs. And any professional you talk to, they like the 49ers. And it's deja vu with the Ravens, the Ravens Chiefs game, isn't it? It's just like it felt like every pro I talked to loved the Ravens. And it's I feel like they're just dug in at this point. Um, and even trying to reason with these guys about why they're still trying to fade Mahomes, I get where they're coming from. It's like on paper, they're a great team, this 49ers team. Brock Purdy has ascended. I mean, this guy has been incredible, especially on this playoff run. Um, you know, I totally get their perspective, but Nothing to make me budge, Chad. Like, I mean, you joked about it. Um, Mahomes has cost me a lot of money this playoffs. And, um, again, I'm not chasing on this. Like, this is only one of my bigger bets on the side. Because, like you said, there's no real value. And that's also something we haven't really talked about. I mean, we'll dive into it maybe this offseason. But the Super Bowl has shifted since they've legalized sports betting, right? The last big number we had was pre-legalization. I think the Eagles were opened at six and a half, closed yeah. at four and a half. Um, then what do we have? That was, the, that was the first year of legalization. And so it hadn't gone wide yet. I remember because when we launched action and I remember going on radio shows all over the country talking about how everyone who's a professional better is going to bet the Eagles. They are the side to bet in this game. And you're right. Ever since then, it's tightened up. Yeah. And like same with, I mean, we had a big spread in the Cincy game and obviously that spread did matter, right? The It, it opened at three and a half, a bunch of pros slammed the Rams at three and a half missed extra point. The number lands on three. So um, we have seen them come down though. Like long are gone are the days of 
right? The Giants, what were they, a 10, 12-point dog against the Patriots that undefeated oh, season. And, um, you know, the Patriots, their first Super Bowl with Belichick, I believe they were a 10 or 11-point dog to that Rams team. Yeah. I don't think we ever get back to that, Chad. I really don't, where it's like the books know how it is nowadays, where it's like, there we go from our guy, Evan, 15 straight Super Bowls under five points. So clearly there's there's been a change here. We just haven't had these big spreads like we did in the early mid-2000s, all through the 90s and 80s. Um, the books just know it's not worth the risk, especially when you have all these future liability, which we talked about earlier in the week, where some of these books are getting tons of Chiefs money. They still need the Chiefs because the liability is so heavy on the 49ers futures. That's why people are like, well, aren't you worried about, don't you like to back with the books and everything like that? I'm like, from book to book, everyone, it's going to be very different, especially when it comes to Super Bowl. I mean, Chad knows this. The fat money's flying in this weekend. We've already seen a handful of 500K, $1 million bets, right, on this 49ers team. People keep asking, is that professional money? Is that Billy Walters? No. No, that is not, okay? That's that's your local player. Where they, when they put online, it's a local respected player. That's a lemon. That's, that's, a, that's a moneymaker for these different sports books. So, um, yeah, it's... It's pretty interesting. The biggest bets we've seen so far have come in the 49ers, but I don't think it's that shocking. I mean, you talked about it. We think they are the better team. We just think the Mahomes and the Spags combo is pretty deadly. Like that defense, we keep talking about it. It really is to me what I keep getting behind. And we keep talking about the different looks you can give to this 49ers team defensively to make them struggle. Like we've seen the last couple of weeks that the 49ers defense has struggled against the pass. So, um, I, I really did try to give this a fair look because I didn't want to just bet bet Mahomes just because I was so upset about losing money against it. I really wanted to dive into it. And, you know, coming out the other side, it's like I do feel confident about this Chiefs team. I feel confident about this Chiefs number. And if this is a close, tight game in the fourth quarter, which means you expect it will be, I feel pretty good, Chad. And that's why I feel confident betting this where it's like, even if we do lose this bet, which we know is always a possibility, especially on a tight number like this, I'm not going to be kicking myself where if I take Purdy, I will be kicking myself for six yeah. months going against Mahomes, Andy Reid in this spot. So um, I totally get why this is such a tough decision. Why I mean, you joke why it's like, yeah, this isn't the greatest value ever. I'm not slamming the table saying you have to take this one side just because it's so tight. And that's just the toughest part here where it's like, I wish I could come on here and be super confident and be like, no, 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 this is exactly what's going to happen. This is why you're playing this side. But um, both these teams are so evenly matched. I totally get why people are taking the other side. It's just, you can't take, talk me off the chiefs. I just love taking the chiefs, especially at a plus number. So speaking of big bets and big money and all that rolling in, uh, when I went to check in yesterday <laughs> at the Mirage, uh, there's like a, a, a special sort of room you go to check in if you're uh, on a certain like VIP status, which I normally yeah. wouldn't be, because, but Joe is hooking me up. I go to this room, right? And when I check in, this is the kind of room I'm in. They automatically ask you, what kind of line of credit would you like me to open for you? It's not Love even it. like, will you be opening a line of credit? It's <laughs> what kind of line of credit? <laughs> and then literally as I'm standing there, a dude walks in, he's like, I've already opened 250. I'm down 100. I need to open I need to extend it another 100. He had been there for 35 minutes. He hadn't even checked into his room. And he was already down 100 grand from the line of credit he had set up before he got to the hotel. Um couple of important stats, but that's the kind of money that's going to be flowing in this weekend in Vegas 
for these games for a Super Bowl in Vegas, and that will have an impact on the line for sure. Um, right now, 70% of spread tickets are on Kansas City. 68% is the record for the Super Bowl. Only two teams had 66% or higher. 2019, New England, they covered against the Rams. Uh, 2014, Denver lost to Seattle. Um, also, teams that are getting 55% or more of tickets as an underdog, 4-0 against the spread in the Super Bowl. Uh, the record for underdogs getting uh, tickets on the spread is uh, 60%, which was 2008. Giants who pulled the upset. So just a couple more hints and trends. The other thing I talked about with Tolbert yesterday, I thought it was interesting, and this has come up a lot. You look at the Niners over a 17-game season, better metrics, better team, overall better performance. You look at, say, the Chiefs the past five weeks, better metrics, dominant team, better performance against much, much, much better competition. As a handicapper, as a bookmaker, how much do you account or change your numbers at this point in the year when one team is outperforming the other team so much versus taking into account the entirety of the season? Honestly, nothing really changed that much other than I gave an imaginary extra point to Mahomes. No joke. Like I just gave him another point of value because it's just, <laughs> it. you can't, it really, my model just doesn't get it. And that was my issue. It's just like, I I can't get over how special he is. And it's just the Tom Brady effect, right? It's just these guys, they break the models and you have to adjust. And then you factor in what you talked about where it's like, even if you go back 20 games, Spag's defense, this is one of my favorite stats. I'm stealing from someone else. I wish I could give them credit. But 20 games, stat, uh, his defense has only given up 21 points or more three times. So clearly even with a very young defense this guy is getting the best out of it and then you just talk about we go through this playoffs their last three games they shut down miami one of the best offense we've ever seen okay factor in weather okay no problem they they shut down josh allen who was in god mode like again if Diggs could figure out how to catch again maybe it's a different story but that's what happened right they they made the plays there were drops but one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen they stopped them the MVP on the road, Lamar, they made him look dysfunctional. They, they made him go back to revert back to being a scared rookie out of Louisville. Like he just looked completely lost. Not the Lamar we've seen for years. So it's like, I, I, I totally get where people are coming from, trying to be on the 49ers side, but I just keep going back to these games and watching the film. Um, it's, it is glaring to me, watch the film that, um, you know, people keep bringing up this week, well, Purdy's new rushing ability. It's like, didn't they just beat one of the best running quarterbacks in all football in Lamar and yeah. the second best in Josh Allen? It's like, I get where they're coming from. They're trying to find angles to take this 49ers team, but it's just Spags has had the answer all along. So, um, yeah, it's just, it is crazy diving into the numbers, Chad, where it's like, you know, that's what this week, these two weeks are all about, right? You're trying to really get into every little thing. And the 49ers team, I think, are perceived much better to the general public than they are to people breaking down film and really diving into the numbers on this team where it's like, they are good. They do have a bunch of cracks in this team. Like they do have weaknesses on this defense. And then offensively, it is all there where it's like, yeah, we know they have all the best weapons. 
they don't have one of the best lines of football, right? Like that is a thing that they've struggled with, right? Pass blocking is not their strength. So um, there are things that, you know, the Chiefs are going to be able to take advantage of. And at the end of the day, it's all going to come down to Purdy. Is Purdy going to be able to make these plays? Because I feel like, you know, everything I read from these beat writers from the Kansas City, the number one goal is not to let McCaffrey get going. Like everyone, it seems like that talks about it. That's the goal, right? They don't want McCaffrey to be the workhorse in this game. So um, that shifted my thought a lot because I really wanted to bet a lot of McCaffrey's overs. Um, you know, that's pretty interesting that that's really their mindset of, you know, again, not here to shit on Purdy, but they want Purdy to beat them. They don't want McCaffrey to beat them. And I think that's really going to be their identity for this defensive style. I think finally for us on the, on the sides, it comes down to Mahomes, it comes down to Spagnola and his ability to make adjustments. And honestly, for me, it comes down to the defense the Niners play, which is predominantly zone, which is the perfect matchup for Mahomes and yep. Steve Wilkes' inability or stubbornness when it comes to making adjustments from that zone defense. So that's why we like the Chiefs. What are your other biggest bets for the game? Right now, my biggest altogether bet is the under. Like, it's just at this point, the tickets have added up where this is by far my biggest bet. It's not even close. Um, I might get there, though, with the Chiefs. Like, again, we've seen some more two and a halves pop up. If they give me a three, I, I guarantee you if a three pops again, the Chiefs will end up being bigger than uh, me taking yeah. a, a total here just because. I would agree, by the way. I, yeah. I don't, I, and I feel like it might get there. It There's a couple of books where that's two and a half. Right. And it's again, it's all about liability, people. If they if they keep getting 49ers money and they're heavy on 49ers futures, they will give us the three. And that's I've been very patient with it where it's I'm not forcing so many on the two and a half where, um, you know, one of the more public books in all of America has the two and a half. They wouldn't take my money. So I've had to use a couple other books to try to get that number. But, um, yeah, this is this is really, you know, a game of who's going to budge first. Like it, it just I'm just waiting for the for the the big money to come in like we talked about this weekend and hopefully get us up to three so i've I tried to be very patient with it, but yeah the under no, nothing's changed my confidence on that it's just i like the number i like the spot um the fact that it is 47 and a half 48 a couple books it's not shocking right we, we talk all the time the public likes to bet over especially in the super bowl um you know last year we talked all week. It just felt like that was an easy over where it's like both these teams are so efficient offensively. I just don't see them getting stops where these two teams identities are different than the teams of last year where this team, you know, the chiefs like long methodical drives. They want to take their time. Same goes with the 49ers, like the 49ers. Yeah. They can push the ball downfield. That's not who they want to be. Like that really isn't. If you go through, they like to take their time as well. So um, both going off game script and we talk all the time about the nerves I just think between the, these guys being so nervous and everything like that, it's just, it plays to the under. And that factors into another bet I like to make every year. If you're new to the show, I love betting the, the second half as being the most points. Like I just, I just find it time and time again, it seems like teams come out slow. Granted it didn't work out last year, but um, that happens. Like this is just a bet I like to make every year where historically teams come out slow in the first half. And, you know, we were spoiled. I was so spoiled with that Tom Brady run where, Tom Brady, the GOAT, the greatest quarterback ever, is arguably the worst quarterback in Super Bowl history in the first quarter. Like, I think in one time out of nine games, he scored more than three points in the first quarter. So that was a gift because I just would always bet second half most points just because of the Brady effect. 
Um, it hasn't been the same with Mahomes. Mahomes comes out firing. It's a little different with him in the Super Bowl, but I just see both teams kind of feeling each other out and playing a little slow. So, um, yeah, for, for under bets, I like to tie it in. I, I like the second half having the most points compared to the first half. Uh, in the last couple of days, we've seen a shift in the bet percentages for the total. The over had about 57% of the tickets in the last 48 hours. Now 53% of the tickets are on the under. under. Uh, handle has been on the under since the start at 63%. So that's telling you professional bettors have liked the under 47 and yeah. a half. We bet the full under 47 and a half basically two weeks ago at this point. It's just been sitting there. I'm actually surprised it didn't get higher. We saw the tickets creeping there, but all the money was coming in on the under. So that's sort of why it stayed where it did. It'll probably end up going lower before game time if these tickets continue to come in on the under. Uh, I thought Nick Giffen had a bet the other day that I loved, that I probably have, have equal to my side on this bet, Christian McCaffrey over three and a half rush yards on his first carry. I thought his breakdown was brilliant. It totally makes sense. Anecdotally, think about how many times you've seen Christian McCaffrey get the first carry. And, you know, he is surprisingly powerful in the middle of that line. And I think even though what people have played against him, it still is a jolt, right? And that is like a play. They script. They want to get him off the ball. They want to move the line to scrimmage forward. They want to feel like they are controlling and overpowering the other defense. To me, that that the way Nick lined up that bet, freaking loved it. Yeah, love it too because it's like he talked about. It's hit out of 11 out of 16 games, and now you factor in it's a good matchup against the Chiefs. We, we keep talking about it. The Chiefs have undersized linebackers. The way you attack the Chiefs is running the ball. Even though they have some of the better tackling cornerbacks, that doesn't help you when you're trying to stop them four or five yards, right? Like that's your second line, third line of defense, these great tackling cornerbacks. So, um, yeah, I'm right there with Nick. Like first play, expect the offense to have some push. You know, you already know what they're going to run, right? They're just going to run it to McCaffrey, run up the middle or one of the sides. It's just – it it bakes into what we talked about where that's the, the poor down identity, right? If they want to set a tone, they're going to set a tone by running the ball, and that's what they like to do, right? They're, half their plays are out of play action pass, so – um, not shocking that you love that play. I tried to bet it when Nick talked about it. The number kept moving. So it is tough, people. If you're hearing this now, you do want to grab it three and a half because it is moving up to four. Uh, tell me about your Debo Samuel over. It was over 58 and a half earlier in the week. I think it's creeping up a little bit, but you had really good breakdowns on why you liked Debo over 58 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, it's shifted now to 59 and a half and 68 a couple of books. Still like it, but we talked about Debo is going to be in the slot. That's really, the, honestly, the only real weakness of this Kansas City secondary. They're just not good against slot receivers. So Ayuk will be on the outside, obviously. He's going to be getting more attention. Where Debo in that slot position, I can just see him getting a lot of work and a lot of touches where we talk all the time. Debo's issue with us is, is he going to finish the game? The guy plays so hard. He uses his body so violently. It's, it's hard to know what we're going to get week to week from him. This is it, right? This is the last game of the year, so he's going all out, and I think they're going to use him that way, where it's like, you know, Kyle's not going to be saving him for the next game, right? It's it's going to be a lot of plays that are scripted just for Debo, and that's a big deal. When you go through Debo's history and games where he does explode, 
it's off scripted plays. It's, it's really something unique with him. So um, the only reason to me that this number is so low is because of his running ability. Like you have to mix in that he's going to be get, getting carries in this game. That's a big deal, right? That's going to take away touches from him catching. But um, I mean, you talked about how we think the game script's going to be. I think the Chiefs will have a lead. That plays into Debo as well, like Debo getting these catches. So um, again, when you're making these bets, you're trying to trying to bet out how you think the whole game script's going to go. And this plays into how I think the game script's going to go and also add in the fact that all the numbers line up where this is a huge favorable matchup for Debo. Like everything he does well, they struggle with covering in that slot position. So um Everything I've read, all the beat writers say Devo is 100% good to go. So obviously, if you're worried because he was banged up two weeks ago, I read that he couldn't even lift his arm above his head after the game. And then by the following week, when game time showed up, he had full rotation of his arms and his shoulders, and he was all good. Now he's had two two weeks to go, full participant in all their practices, not on the injury report. Feel, feel, feel okay betting Devo here. I know a lot of people are worried about the injury I wouldn't factor it in, right? It's not worth them lying about on the injury report. If, if Even if he was a little banged up, they would put some type of news on there. He's completely clear to go. So um, I do have confidence in, in betting Debo this week. Well, listen, uh, one the, the the buzz coming from Super Bowl in Las Vegas yesterday, how royally pissed the Niners are about the practice field conditions. And like, I know that story came out earlier in the week and at the press conferences, they weren't necessarily sort of trying to blow it off and brush it off, but they weren't sort of speaking their truth. They're pissed. Like as I heard about that three or four different times yesterday, how pissed players, coaches uh, are about the conditions that they're practicing on. Do I think that impacts the game? Probably not, but... Does it mean on a Wednesday or a Thursday, are you practicing in conditions that aren't ideal and you're at 97% instead of 100%? Will that 3% matter? I don't know. All I know is they're really pissed and that's been a story that has been bubbling here in Las Vegas um, much more aggressively than it's even being covered and it has been covered. So uh, something to think about. That's why I asked you about the rain though, because I've heard all these reports yeah. of they've, they, the, the Vegas stadium has one of those wheeled wheeled out grass fields. So it's one of those fields they wheeled yeah. out of the stadium. And apparently in Vegas, they've had some bad weather. And it's been in the 40s and 50s most nights. So again, are we really going to be talking about grass here next week, just like we did last Super Bowl? But apparently the field they're going to wheel in is a little, a little banged up for being outdoors and stuff. So yeah. another thing we could see is a slick field and, and players having to switch, switch cleats mid-game. Um, it's just... Back-to-back Super Bowls like this is is kind of a disaster for this for the NFL. All right, let me summarize for people the bets that we're sort of leading into the most. It's going to be the Chiefs plus two. For the record, we both bet this at two and a half. You might have gotten a little bit of the three when it first opened on Sunday night. Under 47 and a half. We both bet Debo Samuel over his receiving yards, 58 and a half. It's moving up. We both bet Christian McCaffrey over three and a half rush yards on his first attempt. Um I also, based on some stats, Evan gave us a couple weeks ago, I bet Chiefs minus two and a half at about plus yeah. 135, uh, which I thought was really fun. And and chances are that sort of these games will land at three or more. Um, so if you like one side, then maybe you want to take that side as a favorite of less than three, uh, of three or of 
at less than three. Um, and then I did sprinkle based on our conversation on Tuesday, uh, a little bit of Rashi Rice MVP at 60 to one, Travis Kelsey, 17 to one. Uh, you know, I'm trying to find the ways to bet the chiefs without having to go all in on the chiefs, um, and find ways to hedge a little bit with the Niners. I know it's cowardly, but you know, I want to enjoy the game. And, and talking about those adjusted lines, it, it made me feel even better when Nick was talking about how these teams, they don't do things outside the book, right? They don't go for two. They rarely miss extra points. Like it's, these teams very do play it by the book. So we shouldn't see some weird numbers. Like I feel even better taking the minus two and a half because it does feel like this game will land on three. That's why Nick is trying to get all of us to bet this overtime bet, which yes. I think is absolutely hilarious. But um, yeah, for for me right now, I'm I'm right there with Chad, and we can run through a couple more of the player props, but um, it's it's all about what you want the game script to be, people. That's how I bet, because if I hit big, I want to hit huge. And, I mean, again, don't be scared off of betting the really boring chalk bets. We've seen it time and time again. The star players usually show up. I mean, last year, I think, what, Hurts had three rushing touchdowns, and Mahomes had a great game, and... The year before, I think Cooper Cup had two touchdowns, and I think Chase went had two touchdowns. Like the stars usually do show up. So if you're like, well, I don't want to bet Travis Kelsey all of his overs and his touchdown props, bet him. I'm betting him. It's like the best players show up, and you're saying, well, the defense is going to be covering him. They're all going to shift their coverage to him. What do you think his whole career has been? Do you not get what a Hall of Famer is? <laughs> okay, it's teams preparing as much as they can for one guy, and the game plan being gone by the end of their first quarter. That's the kind of guy Travis Kelsey is. So. Um, I got a lot of questions. We're like, well, don't you feel like you're superstar heavy? Yes, that's how you should be betting in the Super Bowl. Like the best names, the best guys, they tend to get their touches in these Super Bowls, right? There's always going to be a David Tyree, okay? Think how long ago David Tyree's catch was, okay? That's how rare those little things are where, yes, there's always going to be random guys making big plays, but usually the best players show up. So another prop I like, an over guy running back, is Pacheco, right? I think the Chiefs are going to control this game. What is the weakness of this 49ers team? They can be ran on. And that is something where, you know, Chase Young, Bosa, great pass rushers, they're not that great against the run. And that has been a, a weakness of theirs this season. So, um, yeah, Pacheco, a couple books have moved them up above 60, 65 and a half, 69 at some books is rushing over prop. I like it. I just think this is a team that's going to be able to ball control. We've seen it all season with Pacheco, too. He's just their workhorse. Um, I believe he averaged over 4.3 yards per carry. No other running back on their team even comes close to that. So he is their guy. And he really talked about it. When they get him over 17 touches, that's usually them sealing the games, right? And we've seen it time and time again. They want to feed him the ball, especially in the second half when they do have a lead. So um, Pacheco, that's another player prop. I like his over rushing yards. One other one that I like is Pacheco to lead the game in rushing, which you might be able to get at better numbers. I think at least last week it was. Is that a Sean Kerner bet? That was, I think it was a Raybon or Kerner bet. Yeah. Um, it was plus money last week. Yeah, I so, bet it. Yeah. Uh, Simon, everyone that knows me knows I'm obsessed with eating well. I avoid sugar. I avoid seed oils. My body is a temple. I seek out quality in everything I eat, including meat and seafood. That's why I love our friends at Good Shop. Good Shop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality all-American meat and seafood, and they deliver them to your door on your schedule. We're talking 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime fillets, thick-cut bacon, wild-caught salmon, and shrimp, just to name a few. If you 
are too busy betting Debo Samuel Super Bowl MVP to head to the grocery store or wait in line at a butcher. Good Shop has you covered, and it won't cost a fortune. Good Shop's price per meal starts at just $3.74, and that includes a 100% money-back guarantee. Love Good Shop or get your money back. Go to goodshop.com slash favorites120 and use code favorites120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at favorites120 at goodshop.com slash favorites120 for $120 off. All right, Simon, I'm in Vegas. I'm leaving Vegas before the game. I feel like acting like you've been there knows when you, is knowing when you should leave the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I'm leaving the day before. Where will you be? How are you going to spend your day? Will you be live betting your face off? What is your Super Bowl Sunday like? It all depends. Um, obviously, I'm back in Jersey. I have a lot of friends and family around here. So I, I might do Super Bowl parties, you know, have fun. Um, but I am crazy superstitious. And I have a weird thing where I like to do when I'm when I live back here on Sundays. My favorite thing to do is I go to the books. So we do our show Sunday morning. I'll do our show. I'll head either down to AC or to Philadelphia. And it's weird, but I like to play blackjack during the games. I don't know why. I've always been this way. And again, I'm not playing for big money, but I like to play where I'm watching, but I'm half watching, especially if I have a lot of money on the game. Um, and then if things start going good and I'm winning in blackjack as well, uh, I'll stay. And if things are going bad, both sides, I get out right away. Like five minutes in, 10 minutes in, I'll get out because um, I just won't like the vibes. But um, this game, I know a couple of people having a big parties down in Atlantic City. I'll probably go down for that. Um, always a good time. So, yeah, it's. I think this will be my third Super Bowl uh, down in Atlantic City. And obviously, it's baby Vegas for a reason. It's always a really good time, especially for the Super Bowl. Where will you go? If you leave five or ten minutes out, where are you going? Like if I'm at the book and I'm Hayden and I want to leave? Yeah, you just go back to your place? No, I'll go hang out with the common folk. I'll go hang out with the, the normal people and watch the game, <laughs> eat some pretzels, have some small talk about the wife and kids. You know, the usual normal people stuff. That's so funny. How do you uh, keep your grass so green? Oh, I use uh, turkey fertilizer. Yeah, it's always a good time, Chef. <laughs> small talk in your mid-30s. It's true. That's that's exactly why my wife, when I was leaving, she's like, so you're going to be home on Sunday? I'm like, yeah. She goes, do you want to have a party? I'm like, no, I don't want to <laughs> talk to anybody during the game. I don't want to be communicating with people when I'm going to be on my phone. I'm going to be tracking in the app, yeah. the percentage opportunity, the percent chance I have to win my bet. I think my kid will have a bunch of friends over. They'll be crazy. Uh, I may have to leave the room because <laughs> at some point, if it gets too crazy, it'll stress me out. And I don't want to be the dad who is like, letting bets impact his mood on Super Bowl Sunday and having the kids see that. So I'll uh I'll probably end up, you know, under the covers in my room by myself. <laughs> yeah, that's that was me like last year. I was um I didn't want to watch with anyone because I had so much money and it was the Eagles. And I made oh, the, the the huge mistake of they're up 10 at halftime, feeling pretty good, hit up a lady friend to go watch the game with and I'm hanging out with her. 
And I think it was, I don't know what happened, but we, either we had a lead head in the fourth quarter, whatever it was, we punted. And again, this girl never, never hit me up ever again. I looked at her like a crazy person. I was like, I need to leave right now. And she's like, why? I'm just like, everything is going wrong since I've gotten here. I just need to leave. And um, yeah, that didn't matter. Obviously, the Eagles lost anyway. But anyone knows, if you're a sports better, we're all crazy. We're all superstitious. Even if we say we're not, we are in some different way. So I'm with Chad where it's like, in the ideal world, I'd, I'd watch it alone so I could stay focused. But I did that last year. So I'm going to try to go out and beat around people this year. Also, we're always doing the math. What do I need always. to happen on the next two plays in order for my bet to get back in a position to win? All <laughs> hope is lost. Or no, maybe it's not. Um, when, what is it? When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. My favorite yep. scoochism. Uh, by the way, Bob Scoochie, I'll be seeing him this week in Las Vegas. Uh Simon, by now, you know that Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, knows fans love a great game and a great deal. So they're tossing out a challenge. They're calling that challenge the pick six for slices and sticks. If there's a pick six during Super Bowl 58, fans who accepted this challenge on the Little Caesars app will get a free slices and sticks, period. They've even partnered with NFL legend Derek Brooks of the Tampa Bay Bucks because he returned a famous pick six during Super Bowl 37 back in 2003 when the Bucks crushed the Raiders 48-21. Simon, in honor of this promotion, I created one final motto for this football season. When the Super Bowl hits you, like a roundhouse from Swayze. <laughs> Refresh your body with the crust that is crazy. So accept the challenge on the Little Caesars app today and win some pizza. Don't you think I really brought it home for the last motto of the year? You might have thought, Simon, I was out last night. I wasn't going to be able to really put my all into the motto, but I got up super early, a little jet lag that was up at three o'clock. And I spent like three hours trying to craft that last little Caesars motto. Chad, anytime you can mix in a movie about a bouncer from the eighties into our ad reads, I'm all for it. Of course. All right. As promised, uh, before we get out of here, let's bring in action network director of research, Evan Abram for the last word, Evan, don't give me any news that I'm not going to like. <laughs> the Last Word with Evan Abrams. We're finished talking. Now, today's news is fine. I, I, I do have to say this. So I'm live from Las Vegas as well, but I will agree to one indictment. So I had a layover to Vegas and I did it on purpose because I wanted to and needed to stop in Denver to gamble. I don't think there's more of an indictment of sports betting than me on my way to Vegas, making sure I stopped in Denver to bet than what you talked about earlier. So but why did you have to agree. stop in Denver? Because like, because you weren't going to be able to get the bets down in Vegas, right? Yeah. The bet, the props, the, and also Denver's fantastic uh, in terms of like the options and different things you can bet on. And also agree, Simon, sports bettors are complete vibe, vibes, people, the blackjack story, completely true. Uh, everyone, we all do weird things. So. Fantastic. All right, let's jump into this. Uh, I'll go through a few things here. Just some fun stuff to remind us a few days before the Super Bowl, kind of what's the stakes at the moment. So if the Chiefs win, they'd be the ninth back-to-back -back Super Bowl champs. 
but also the first to win both as underdogs, which is hilarious considering it's Patrick Mahomes. But it's also, and this is a great note by Brandon Anderson. He wrote this on actionnetwork.com. The hardest path to a title based on opponent DVOA since 1981, if the Chiefs win this, which is incredible. And a fun cover note. So Mahomes with a win and cover, third Super Bowl he's done that. Only Brady, Bradshaw, and Montana have won and covered three. I do think that's another reason why I like Mahomes. He's chasing legacy. The guy's what, 27, 28? He's chasing legacy at this point. Not even 30 years old, but he can see what's in front of him. That's, to me, a massive edge when you have that kind of talent and you know you can be historic. It's also really unbelievable what the Chiefs had done historically before him and what he's done since he's arrived. The the history wasn't great, as people know. So incredible. So let's keep going here. So if KC does win, the 49ers history is pretty terrible here. So they would become the third team in Super Bowl history to lose twice in five years with two different quarterbacks. The Dolphins did it in 83 and 85 with Woodley and Marino. And the Vikings did it in 1970 and 74 with Cap and Tarkenton. So really doesn't happen often. You could take it a step further because they also lost previously, right? The Niners. So third, it'd be the third in 12 years with three different quarterbacks. And that's never been done. So who was the quarterback? 12 yeah. Years? So Kaepernick. All right. Kaepernick. <laughs> this goes to your question as well. So Brock Purdy, 24 years old, third youngest quarterback to start a Super Bowl. So in 1985, 23-year-old Marino. Did really well. 29 of 50, 318, touchdown, did throw two picks, but decent game, Dolphins lost. Then 2006, Big Ben literally did nothing in the game. 9 of 21, 123 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. Defense was incredible. They won 21-10. So a little bit of precedence in both directions. So honestly, I think we can see almost anything from Purdy in this game based on uh, how they designed the plays. But it should look better early on with Shanahan, and then we're going to see where Purdy takes it, in my opinion. I got one more for you. So this is the eighth Super Bowl, eighth Super Bowl in history where one quarterback is playing in his first Super Bowl facing a quarterback who's playing in his third or more. The experienced quarterback is five and two in those seven games. The two losses, both to Tom Brady. First, it was Eli Manning and the Giants in 2008. Then Nick Foles and the Eagles in 2018. And only once in those seven games was the more experienced quarterback, the underdog. 2016, Denver's Peyton Manning beat Cam Newton and the Panthers by two touchdowns as four and a half point underdog. So the precedence here is almost incredible that you have this guy getting the two and a half points against the other side, but also hurts Eagles last year. He was 24 years old. He ended up closing as the favorite. Remember how that ended. So pretty pretty uh, fun story back-to-back years, guys. You know what's frightening, Evan? You mentioned 2003, you mentioned 2008, you mentioned Ben Roethlisberger in 2006. I'm so old, I was at all of these games. That (laughs) is really, these these sound like they are ancient history, but they are yesterday to me. I just want to say that. As a reminder, catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube every Tuesday. So if you're subscribing or if you're, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. The Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boosts. 
Check out the booths and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Good luck in the Super Bowl with all your bets this weekend, everybody. Until Tuesday, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.